How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to Not of the Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Ross Cutsforth and Luke Goosens. And today we're discussing The Mandalorian Episode 1 and Episode 4 of Watchmen. Let's do The Mandalorian first and let's like run through a history for everyone who really doesn't understand where it takes place in the story right now. We're in the Star Wars lore. So this is five years after Return of the Jedi, which was four years after A New Hope. So this is nine years, around nine years, roughly. Nine years ABY. Nine years ABY, which means after the Battle of Yavin, which was when the first Death Star was blown up. Some major shit right there. Yeah. So Kylo, or Ben Solo at this point, he'd be about four years old. Ray won't even be born. Finn's not born. Nothing that happens in The Force Awakens is going to happen for another 14 years. So this is right in that zone where the Empire is definitely looking like they're pretty non-existent at this point and you're out in the outer rim anyway which was always kind of an area that no one really controlled anyway even the empire didn't have a big grasp on the outer rim i want to say they're non-existent we've already got an empire faction in there episode one yeah but they're just scattered they don't have a central power it looks like at this point that's true the battle of jakku happened that would have been three years before this right four years before this yeah honestly at the very end when they're figuring out who their target was I really thought it was going to be baby Ray for a sec or baby Ben. But yeah, I mean, they looked in pretty bad shape. And then for they did a lot of lore in this one, too, about just the whole Mandalorian lore with Beskar. That is the steel that's on the Mandalorian's armor. It's pretty much the highest achievement you can do in this culture. You know, it withstands bullets. It can even take a glance from a lightsaber. And originally they created that back in the way back in the Mandalorian Wars against the Jedi to combat them specifically. During the Mandalorian Wars? Yeah, which I don't even know if there's an actual date for that because it happened so long before all this. I think it was a thousand years before the Republic and the Separatists and all that shit. Boy, that little bar sure did make a huge shoulder guard. What do you call it? <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yeah, it's good skill. And it had leftover too. And there was even leftover for the foundlings. There was leftover? Yeah, that's what the, the armorer was saying, the blacksmith. Yeah, for the oh, foundlings. Yeah. It was 4,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. So I was just a little bit off. That's canon too? Or is that the old lore? Oh, wait, shit. That was Legends. You're right. I don't even know if they have a date for it. Oh, during, under the canon section, it, it says 3,976 BBY. Damn. So yeah, 4,000 years before. So way back is when they started building this culture. Yeah. And the Purge, isn't that a reference to the Empire taking back Mandalore from the Republic? Right. I think it could be one of two things. Yeah, it could be the Great Purge. It could be in reference to when their enemy got wiped out, the Jedi, which was Order 66. Or yeah, yeah, it could be another battle with Mandalore and the Empire because there was definitely, they would have squared off. Yeah, because after Death Watch took over Mandalore, all of that happened. I'm pretty sure that the Empire, after Order 66, went back to Mandalore to take it over. And that could have been the Purge. And it also could have been Order 66. You're right. So it could be either of those things. But they were using super battle droids during the Purge. Because in that flashback, when she was smithing the pauldron, it showed super battle droids. Yeah, but that that didn't think had anything to do with the Empire. That was probably the Clone Wars. You think so? Or do you think that was... So yeah. the Purge was the Clone Wars? They could still use super battle droids the empire though no they after the order 66 happened they had to go fight the rest of the separatists remember yeah but 
I'm just saying it's possible they could have used droids. I know they decommissioned most of the droids after Order 66, but I'm not saying like some random officer or some random captain could have commissioned some droids in battle. I definitely thought for me that that was prime Clone Wars his when that little flashback he had when he became a foundling because this, this guy seems like he is, he's in his 30s yeah and it just makes more sense for it to be clone wars but with the battle droids yeah yeah i'm yeah, just saying the clones would have been on the empire's side and they would have been fighting the separatists and then seeing them all together i don't think that would have yeah to go to a fight on the same side yeah 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 i was gonna ask what do you guys think before we move on from just the lore part what do you guys think that they meant by, what was it, a siget? Siget? Oh, sig- signal? Signet? A signet. That's what I yeah. was saying. Yeah. That's like what clan he's in on Mandalore. But I don't know why he wouldn't already know that. That's not, I don't think that's what it is. That's what I thought too. No, because they're different warrior clans, like a house sigil. Sigil. Yes, dude. Exactly. I think that's what it could be. I don't think that there's anything in canon that says that yet. But yeah, it could be. That's what I was thinking too. Maybe it's a sigil or it's like his house or it's a mark of something that he did previously. Because yeah. remember, they were asking if the Empire, or sorry, if those. The Imperial Remnant, whatever that faction is with the stormtroopers, they asked, did, did you show him it? And I was thinking, what if it's because he was a part of this group that really attacked, went after them or something? Oh, like he's branded? Yeah. No, I think the signet is definitely reference to a Mandalorian like clan or a sigil. Well, that's what I mean. A group in Mandalore, like a group of Mandalorians who fought against the Empire. Yeah. And they would get then, that mark. Why wouldn't he already know what the signet is? That's my only thought. Because I just thought he didn't tell them. Oh, he just didn't tell the leader of the clan? Yeah, she was just asking, did you tell them it? And he said, not yet. Or they didn't ask. No, no. She said, have you received your signet yet? And he said, no, not yet. Maybe you should pull it up and confirm that. Yeah, let's confirm it. Has your signet been revealed? That's what she says. Okay. And he says, not yet. I don't... What do you think? I mean, I guess that could mean anything, really. Yeah, I don't know. Does that mean it's something that classified information? Something with his past. He did something fucked up in his past, I guess. Yeah. I That to me, I think he knows it, but he... Yeah. It, he's he, keeping it secret. That makes it feel yeah. like, yeah, he knows what it is and he's just not telling. Yeah. Because maybe it will affect him working. Because clearly she's looking at this Beskar that has an Imperial mark on it. And I felt like that's why she asked him if it had been revealed, because maybe they might have not give, gave it to him if they had asked. What his signet was. Yeah. Yeah, because he, maybe he was, that's what I'm saying, he's like part of a, a group that actually fought against the Empire at one point. Well, he's about to get more of that sh- shit too, unless he doesn't turn over Baby Yoda. Yeah. It sucks because we have to refer to him as Baby Yoda or her because the species hasn't even been named in canon yet. So maybe we'll get a name for their species in this show. Yeah, we might, which is, I don't know, how do you feel about that? Because I know that George Lucas always said he never planned to really actually give them a name in his storyline. Yeah, to reveal Yoda's species. Yeah. So he's trying to keep it more mysterious. They're going to get some goofy name. I mean, why bring Yaddle in then in the Clone Wars or in like the prequels? Just, I think... Just well, add a little intrigue, maybe? If he... Well, because he couldn't be the only one in his species, right? And we know that every creature in his species, they're all really strong in the Force. So I think it would make sense that there would have to be another one that would be pretty high in the Jedi Order. Yeah. And they're, I think that's why they're trying to collect that baby, too. Because that baby has to be at least somewhat Force-sensitive, if not like strong in the Force. Definitely. I mean, it was, it was clearly floating off the ground. Oh, it could have just been a little hover baby card too though no that was force 
will definitely. You think? What if Yaddle and Yoda had a babe, dude? <laughs> I was thinking that too. Isn't Yaddle Yaddle a girl? Yeah. Yoda oh. was just clapping some green cheeks, bro. That's a scandal. Scandalous. Wait, are they supposed to be celibate? Yeah. Shit. They're not even supposed to love anyone. Damn. It's like. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Do so you guys have any other theories on that? I might as well just talk about the baby Yoda. I just think that the Empire is trying to definitely collect them because if they could turn the four Caesar to the dark side, that would be huge for the empire. They could form a whole new empire behind that, behind one person. Yeah. But think about how long it takes for these babies to age. I mean, that one's 50 years old already or, yeah. they, or they're just trying to collect them so they could destroy that species. Well, that's another thing was the IG. Also, I'm kind of sad. IG 11 died so soon. We only got like 10 minutes of them. Do you want a spoiler? Oh, did you watch a new episode already? No, I just saw what Taika said something on that today. Oh, he's getting repaired? He says that he loves his arc over the series. I mean, that to oh. me means he's coming back. He's going to get repaired. They're definitely both from different clans, from different bounty guilds. Because the person that the Mandalorian talks to specifically says we prefer him alive or we prefer the target alive. But if necessary, you can kill him. IG-11 says... The target has to be killed. So, yeah, I think you're right with that. It definitely seems there's either two factors happening or the Empire just hired another one behind that other guy's back. Cause remember, there was the Dr. Cushing or Pershing, Dr. Pershing, that guy. When he was talking to the leader of that group, he said, that's not what he agreed to. Yeah. I think the guy from the trailer that wears the black armor, you know who I'm talking about? I don't remember his actor, the actor's name though. Just Gus from Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah. yeah. I think he, is the other faction that hired IG-11. To just straight wipe out that baby. Yeah, just get rid of him. Yeah, I, there's definitely something going on. I was going to ask, I have a couple of theories on this too. Well, Luke, do you have any theories? Uh, no, what's your theory? So one, this baby's 50. That means it was born 41 BBY, which is the same year Anakin was born. Oh, shit. So they're... Could be, I don't I don't like this one because I think it retcons a lot of the story that they've already put out there. But what if it was the possibility that this was the real chosen one somehow and they fucked up that whole prophecy prophecy before? Because it'd be born the same year, right? Well, yeah, according. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but the thing is, it's also... <laughs> well, the, the thing would be that I don't Wait, know if I like year, that one. What year was Anakin born? Around 41... Before the Battle of Yavin. And this, is good. And, and this is five years after. This is nine years after the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, that lines up. Okay, so they're going to have to get deeper into where Yoda species come from and all of that. Or they're just going to have to say it's Yoda and Yaddle. Because it could, be, could have been them for sure. But it, also, we don't know where the rest of his species are. We don't know what planet they come from or anything. Yeah, if it's going this route. I The thing for me is I could not see Yoda doing this when he was at the top of the Jedi Order, but that would be a crazy scandal twist in the story. Oh, yeah. For sure. Especially with all the shit he was talking to Anakin about not loving people and not forming attachments. Yeah, exactly. Just the biggest hypocrite of them all. <laughs> yeah, like the Pope. Pope Francis smoking cigs. The other thing it would just be that how would they not know about this baby yet back then is one thing. The Jedi Order. I don't know. I don't even know what planet. What's the planet that they find him on or the baby on? Oh, dude. I, I don't <laughs> oh, know. Fuck. Honestly, I don't know any of the names of the planets. They really just jumped around really quickly. Yeah. I like the world building, though. They're introducing... I don't think we've been on 
a single planet that we've already been introduced to in Star Wars. No, definitely not. Yeah, that was what, three or four different planets, three planets in 40 minutes. Yeah, pretty sick. And then they're all outer rim planets. Oh, are all of them or just... Yeah, those are all outer rim. Okay. This this story definitely feels like it's going to take place mostly in the outer rim. Just very original trilogy feel with, yeah. you know, Tatooine. That was an outer rim planet and just the cantina vibes and all that. I really like all that yeah. shit too. Yeah. Oh, dude. And the score is really good too. Has those Western vibes. It does, I like dude. It. I like the yeah. score. People, I saw that was one of the main complaints was that it didn't have the big grand feeling of the movie scores, but this is not a movie. It's... No, it had that. Uh, oh, what's his name? Rico Enrico Morricone. What's his name? You know who I'm talking about, Luke? Who did all the spaghetti westerns? Hateful Eight. Quentin Tarantino? No, no, the composer. Oh, Enrico Morricone. Is that his name? I think it's something like that. Yeah, it definitely has a western vibes. It kind of even feels like samurai vibes too. Yeah, yeah, I dig all that too. And Neo Morricone. I still don't know. Yeah, yo, I have one more theory too about the Yoda baby. All right, what's up? Uh, the Dr. Pershing guy. We know that he must be, maybe it's a, a, a Empire affiliated or something different, but they have similar interests or whatever. He, on his shirt, looked like he had one of those Camino emblems from way back in the Clone Wars. Oh, like, the wait, the three stripes or what? Dude, do you want me to send it to you really quick? Yeah, send, send it to me real quick. I can't really tell. Okay, check this last one I sent you. Oh, what the fuck? Damn, those look pretty similar. Not exactly the same, but very similar. Warmbot, is he a clone? But he's way too young to be a clone. Because all clones by then would be like dead. One sec. Because how fast they age. Oh, fuck. Where'd you get the Camino em- emblem worn by all clones picture? That I just found when I was searching the... If you just search Camino logo or Camino emblem, Camino and emblem, it'll have a picture that pops up. On Google Images. Yeah. But how'd, you, how'd you think of that? Did you see that? Someone was just in our in our replies spitballing and said, "What if it? What if he's a clone of Yoda?" And I was thinking, "Well, how would that even work?" And then I was going back to the timeline. I've been thinking about this whole fifty year thing. You know, what I mean, him and being born in Anakin in the same year, but also what happened that same year that was around when Sifo-Dyas issued the clone army. Oh yeah, Master Sifo-Dyas, who he died like shortly after that, right? He died shortly after, and then Sidious Loki took control of all of it. Yeah, so. Maybe it's possible he somehow cloned Yoda. Oh shit! Because he was on the he was on the council, right? So he would be close enough to get to Yoda. Yeah, because he was a master of Sifo-Dyas. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so that <laughs> that is an interesting one. But then it's also just how did they hide this baby and where has this baby been for fifty years? But obviously, this is going to get flushed out. And I mean, this could end up being nothing. You know what I mean? Because where we are at in the timeline, there's no baby Yoda. But also, I guess. If it's 50 now and it's still a baby, 14, 15, 16 years later, it's probably still a baby. So this could be a factor for whatever the trilogy they're going to do after this Star Wars, if they decide to keep going past the story. Yeah. Hmm. It's not even going to be a teenager for like another hundred years. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I mean, it's interesting to see how they age too, because I always figured that it was more like, let's say, Lord of the Rings, where you reach a certain age and then you're the same forever. But apparently they age way differently here. But also... I was thinking that same thing. Maybe they have maybe just different stages of their development last different lengths than what we would. You can't compare them directly one to one to human life. Yeah. So like infancy might last 60 years, let's say. And then the juvenile stage might last two, three hundred years. Maybe it's just 
the scales are way off. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. We have no idea at this point. We just know within 50 years, it's still basically a baby does have force abilities. But I was thinking, what if they're trying to get the baby so they can clone them and then they use the same technology that they used back then to speed up the process? So that would be one way you could get it quicker. But I don't, the technology they used back then was to code it into their genes themselves. So I don't know if that would be possible anymore. The Camino community? Yeah, because it was coded into their genes so they, they would rapidly age. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if that would even be possible anymore for baby Yoda. If they cloned this one? Oh, oh, you mean, oh, sorry. Okay, I'm just saying if, if they this is actually a baby of his species, not a clone, but they're trying to get him to clone him and speed it up and oh, turn okay. him into their leader. Oh, I thought gotcha. you were saying he was a... Cl- no, 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 I mean, I'm, that's yeah. a, that's a possibility. <laughs> I did too. Sorry. Yeah, I should have specified a little more. I was blurring theories there. That's right. I really uh, noticed the Dave Filoni influences on this episode, though, just with all the... how accurate the lore was and all the different races and different planets and stuff. Like the guy that treated... Or the, I don't even know, creature or whatever that trained the Mandalorian how to ride those... Oh, the Blurgs. Blurgs. Blurg, Blurg, Blurg. Blurgs. Yeah. He was an Ugnaught, which is from Empire Strikes Back. The Ugnaughts were the race that destroyed C-3PO and then played catch with his body parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them now. Yeah. There's definitely a lot more lore and there's a lot more aliens and I enjoy all that. And that's definitely probably John Favreau too. He was a huge fan of the trilogy and I'm sure he loves creatures. Does he? I mean, he did the whole Lion King, Jungle Book. He's into that that <laughs> kind of CGI shit. Shit. That's true. They did a lot of puppet work on this too, which was sweet. The Ugnaught looked like practical effects, maybe puppet work. And then the little creature, I don't remember his na- the name of them, but one of them was the creature that is kind of Jabba the Hutt's herald that was in Return of the Jedi. You know, the little ones with the big ears yeah, and it was getting roasted. Getting cooked up. Stick. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting eaten up. Another one's just watching it get cooked. That was, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, I was kind of conflicted at first after I watched it. Just the more I thought about it, the more I started liking it. Yeah, I thought that there's really good parts, like we were saying. The Western feel, it feels like Star Wars. It feels more like the original trilogy. Yeah. And the hook was great. There's a great hook to keep you want to keep watching it. There was some parts, though, that I wasn't a huge fan of. Like, I thought that that blue fuck at the beginning was super annoying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm glad he got carbon froze. Yeah. And I didn't really care for the scene where he was trying to learn how to ride the the blurgs. Blurg. (laughs) Blurgs. It didn't make any sense. Like, what was the point of that scene? There's no point of that scene. I mean, it made sense to me. They couldn't ride speeders because of the terrain. So they had to ride blurgs out there. He could have just flown his ship. Dude, it didn't make any sense. He could have flown his ship, but then they would have seen him coming. Dude, IG-88 just rolled up in there anyway. Blasting. <laughs> he didn't know that. He didn't know that fool was coming. But they that had- game plan would have worked like worked either way. With the ship, dude, he would have had them all outgunned. Oh, made- you're saying he just rolls up on the ship and just That would have made way more sense. Except for what if he accidentally kills his target? Dude, all the way inside that castle? I wouldn't call it a castle. It was more like a clay hut that was just big. It's a fatty compound, dude. It looked like Osama's compound. <laughs> I don't think I would have rolled up and just unloaded in the ship, but I feel like you could have drone up. And I don't... You could have flown up and maybe got closer or you don't have to do that scene. That's all I was saying. I don't even really mind the whole because I enjoy that. That's kind of a they made a reference back to the holiday special and the whole mythosar thing. 
That thing fucking sucked, though. <laughs> the holiday special. Also, what sucked? Them, like, writing the the blurgs. It was just, like, really bad CGI. I don't know. It just looked kind of... Yeah. Like they're just uh, but I think, around. Yeah. But it's just the shittiest CGI. There was... That was going to say, too, in that scene in particular where he was trying to write it, the CGI didn't look great. But they only have a 10 to 15 million budget. And I think... For the most part, they did pretty good. Like IG-11, that whole scene looked really good CGI-wise. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. the flying, the beginning scene with that creature jump f- flying out of the water. Like all that shit looked good that I was willing to give it a pass. I just didn't think it felt really necessary, that scene, that little scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean by like, it didn't make sense. It's just like unnecessary. You didn't need to put that in. Yeah, it's just like a silly cliche Western part to me. Learn how to ride a horse, to tame a horse or whatever. Yeah, exactly. When he looked at it and he's, oh, okay, you're good. You're good, girl. Yeah. Very, very cliche. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, and this guy, that was the other part too, even before that, where he jumps up. And I, okay, it's a cool parallel to A New Hope because he's looking, he's kind of spying on the creatures like Luke was spying on the Tusken Raiders and then it ends up jumping him. But that guy got his arm fucking clamped, man. I thought he was going to have a little damage from it. Yeah, I was wondering that too. For real, that shit was like a vice. Was the armor protecting him? Maybe? His armor got chomped, but there was that thing yeah. had a lot of teeth. I made a point to look at its teeth after, and I was like, that probably would have really broke some skin at least. Yeah, that would have fucked you up. It, it got both of his arms too. Yeah, he just recovered. Because <laughs> after he punched it in the eye... It let go and then bit his other arm. Yeah. So, I mean, that just that part was a little goofy for me. I did like Nick Nolte's character. Yeah. I have spoken. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind that part too bad. I definitely re- like recognize your guys' problems with it. And those are totally valid. I definitely had the biggest problem with what you said, Zach, was the blue guy. He was he was definitely pretty annoying and yeah he was just obnoxious yeah when there's this badass Mandalorian if I was on that ship I would just not say shit I would be just looking for a way to escape and not be like making jokes to him and stuff yeah I mean that's that's the Disney influence in that scene particularly I'm trying to make it like Marvel or some shit or just maybe even like Ewoky a little bit I don't know the Ewoks were better than that that guy was just annoying man I was so waiting for something to happen to him that whole time well. You got it. Yeah. He got his ass froze. Oh, that's another thing too with the carbon freezing. I thought carbon freezing is just for freezing carbon because they use that on Cloud City. Mm -hmm. And when they're saying they're going to freeze Han Solo, Lando speaks up and says, You might kill him. Hey, this is, yeah, you might kill him. So either they really advance that technique and somehow it got popularized or something because of what Boba Fett did, or they're just ignoring that lore no yeah i had the same thought too but i assumed that hey it's been since that happened it's been five or six years technology's probably gotten better that it's become the norm to put people in carbon freezing it's efficient maybe because they checked it after when he was turning all the bodies in they checked it very i don't know what how to what the word is routine like to just see oh he's still good ship him off (laughs) yeah it seemed very business like so that's what i was thinking too but i was just saying technology must be better now at this point that it's normalized. Yeah, that was my only theory on that too. They must have advanced it. Yeah, and Boba Fett was in the Outer Rim, so that knowledge might spread quickly among the Outer Rim planets. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, shoot. Damn. You guys want to talk about anything else that we liked? Fuck, we just roasted a little bit. <laughs> I liked it a lot, to be honest. The gunfight, the showdown at the end was sick, and IG-11 was hilarious, but it didn't feel forced, you know? No, dude. It was just... 
Yeah. Initiate self-destruct. That shit was cracking me up. He's like, no, stop. Yeah, it seemed right in the character of the droid. And it was a fun droid. And that was a fun scene. And the way his movements looked really fluid. And the CGI looked good in that scene. All those fuckers, of course, suck at shooting. But (laughs) IG-11's a fucking sharpshooter, dude. (laughs) Yeah, man. Have you ever seen a droid shoot that good? I don't think we have. Usually droids are pretty trash Mm -hmm. at shooting. But assassin droids are pretty good. Usually bad guys are pretty bad. Yeah. If you've seen the Clone Wars, you know that. I mean, obviously, the B1 droids are pretty fucking stupid, bad at shooting, <laughs> like the the clankers. But the assassin droids, I think I think it's the assassin droids, yeah. Or the, the IG units are kind of badasses. The droid decals. Those ones are... Yeah, droid decals are pretty badass. I think their, their programming or something is just better. And they their joints and everything, how they kind of rotate is superior. Yeah, I agree. So it, that kind of, that makes sense. It definitely ended really strong in the beginning scene too, when he's in the cantina that I liked a lot too. I thought that set a good tone. Yeah, that was definitely a highlight. Even that first creature that he has to shoot off the ship. I was like, okay, yeah, this feels like some Star Wars shit. Yeah. What were you talking about? There's another holiday special reference. Was it the Life Day? Oh thing? yeah, Life Day. Yeah, Life Day. That's what I was going to say. Where was that from though? I can't remember. Life Day? Oh, who was talking about? No, Life Day is from the holidays. <laughs> and when Leia sings a song about it, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's a day for all to joy. It's <laughs> some just cringy shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't even, it, I don't even know if the holiday special is canon, but I, I think that Star Wars. Bro, it has to be. That was one of the things that they added in to their database after. Are you really going to tell me that? A movie that George Lucas himself created and then Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Chewbacca and C-3PO were all in is not canon. If the guy is trying to wipe it off the <laughs> Internet actively still and not sell copies of it, then I could see him saying hey, hey, it's not actually canon. No, that's bullshit. <laughs> you can't just wreck on your own material after it's bad. You think he set out to make it bad? I think he just did it for money. He probably had a, yeah, he probably had a con. Dude, that's probably it. He probably had money. I don't know the fucking whole thing behind all that shit, man. He probably had to put certain elements in it to make it TV suitable and fucking knows, man. It's bad, though. (laughs) Who makes a a holiday special for fucking (sighs) Star Wars? (laughs) No, just for anything, you know, for your franchise. Yeah, for a big trilogy like that. I mean, he might have. He just might have huge regret. This guy changes. I mean, we can talk about it right now. He's he's still changing the whole Han Solo shooting Greedo scene. Still, he changed I, it. I and thought it, Han Solo, he did shoot first in the original one. Then they changed it to Greedo shooting first to make Han Solo seem not like a... That's how I thought it always... That's always how I thought it was. What happened originally is that Han always shot. Greedo didn't even actually get a shot off. It just was a savage Han Solo move knowing that yeah. if this guy shoots, he's probably going to kill Han Solo. That makes sense, right? Honestly, it's though? just you taking the, a one-up step to what's going to happen anyway. I was watching these guys on YouTube talking about it, and it's not, and they kind of enlightened me to a new perspective. And it's not actually that savage, because when you think about it, it's still self-defense. There's a guy sitting across from you with a gun pointed at you saying, I've been waiting a long time for this. Like saying, I've been waiting a long time to kill you. That's what I'm saying, though. He knew that he was going to shoot this fool. So he did it before the other guy could fire it off. Because I think I yeah, like that way yeah. better than what they did. Re- re-adding that shit in where now Han's head moves and he misses. That's not believable. This bounty hunter is going to miss you if he gets a shot off. Yeah. 
he missed by a good bit too. Yeah, dude, how the fuck he missed that bat from <laughs> four feet away? I don't know, man. He's the shittiest bounty hunter. Yeah, and it was because Han, or it was because originally he changed it because George didn't want people to think that Han Solo was just this cold-blooded guy. Yeah, which is fine, man. He's a badass. Let him like that's what he did. He didn't just shoot first. The other guy didn't even get a shot off. I don't want him to be fucking John Wayne. That's boring. I never, honestly, never liked John Wayne movies. Damn. I mean, I watched a couple of them. Bro, I mean, I don't really like any old movies if I'm going to be real with my takes. You don't like Clint Eastwood westerns? Oh, dude. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That's a classic. Clint Eastwood was fire. Fistful of dollars. Outlaw Josie Wales. That one's a chronic Yeah, dude, dude. Chronic. <laughs> Those are good ones. Yes. Well, no lies. I've never seen a... Uh, Bruce Wayne movie or <laughs> John Wayne? John you ever seen a Bruce Wayne movie? Fucking John Wayne. Never seen a Batman movie ever. All of John Wayne movies were about like the Civil War and shit, and but they were just not realistic in their depiction. I feel like yeah, like in yeah. the action. That's the time back in the, the you know time of when the movies came out. Yeah, there's some good old school movies that are that still hold up. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I'm just saying, John Wayne movies specifically are not my jam. I definitely, that's not even what I mean. I just mean like an average movie from back then that was perceived as average back then would not hold up now. No, but there's some gems. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's good movies from every era. I'm just saying I don't like a lot of movies from back then that someone's like, dude, you have to watch this. I watched it and I think it's okay. You know, I mean, maybe it was good back then. (laughs) Name name a movie. I'm trying to think, man. Let me think. Because I want to know what an average movie is. An average movie to me. From back then. Oh, they're going to say now. An average movie for me right now would be The King that I just watched. The oh, King. dude, I watched that too. I mean, it's kind of boring. And that, Yeah. I feel like an ad- average movie is a movie you go see once and then you just think to yourself, yeah, I probably won't watch. You never think about it again yeah. after. Like Ad Astra. Oh, I mean, yeah. that one for me, I'd, I don't know. I like that one. That was slightly above average. Bro, The King, in my opinion was pretty fucking boring. Wait, what was the thing about? Followers <laughs> want us to review that one. Do we watch that trailer? It's a Netflix movie, Luke. Yeah. Oh, I'll watch that then. There's massive stretches of time in it where people talk at an extremely low volume of voice. It's just kind of dull, <laughs> man. It's, a, yeah. it's pretty dull at parts. And there's, <laughs> What's it about? there's a scene that just straight rips Game of Thrones that pissed me oh, off yeah. when I looked it up after. Oh, this is the one? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's about... It's based off of a... So off topic right now, but yeah, it's based off a Shakespeare play. Yeah. It's oh, called Harriet. Oh, like him looking up and like gasping for air. That's the scene it ripped off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even care what anyone says that. Oh, dude, there's been sky shots before. No, dude, this guy was exactly same shit as Jon Snow gasping (laughs) for air, reaches up, doesn't have his. He's the only one that you can see his face in the whole crowd looking up at the sky. Like, (laughs) dude, it was just it was blatant. And then the guy took a shot at Game of Thrones and says, I've only watched the finale. It didn't make me want to go back and watch the rest of the show. Who fucking watches only the finale of a show? Dude, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, who watches only the finale? That's the dumbest shit I've ever yeah, like, <laughs> Shut up, dude. Just admit that you yeah. fucking stole this shit or say you're paying homage to it. Don't say that yeah. shit. And why would you watch the finale and be like, 
oh, I don't know. Yeah, and say, oh, like, this is ass. How would you know if it's ass? <laughs> yeah, man? how would you know if the ending sucked? Because you have no backstory on any of it. You, you don't know, know any that. of the fucking characters. W- without backstory, the ending probably isn't that bad. Aesthetically, That's it was exactly what I was thinking, Ross. Yeah, yeah. it's still filmed it nice, well. You know, it just it what you wouldn't have any fucking clue, man. Yeah, <laughs> just shut up unless you were just going off what the internet says. Yeah, how do you go through a movie that you say has been in your cut for a year and not one person behind the scenes has not <laughs> seen the Battle of the Bastards? Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Such bullshit, dude. I don't like that movie very much, to be honest. The one v one scene. <laughs> I will admit was pretty sick. I'm not going to spoil anything. The first 1v1? Yeah, Yeah. the very beginning. The movie movie starts out pretty good. I was feeling it for a while there. It just gets kind of dull. Yeah. The second 1v1 scene was like, dude, I thought it was just going to... Fuck. All right. Let's stop talking about this shit. His speech (laughs) speech got me hyped too, but that's, yeah, off topic. Yeah. It was the first movie that I've watched with this guy where I really thought, okay, this guy, I definitely see him, why people can see him as like, the next big lead actor, you know what I mean? Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Chalamet or however it's... Or Chalamet. Timothy Jellymeat? <laughs> I know, I said... <laughs> I said Chalamet. <laughs> you fool. Oh, oh my God. Because he's the lead of Dune. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, so I mean, I like... The acting was pretty good. It just it just felt... It was dull, man. Some parts it was dull. No, acting was good. You're right. And the fight was underwhelming, but whatever. Sorry, Luke, if we ruined it for you. That's the best <laughs> example of an average movie to me. Damn, we so off topic right now. Okay, fucking. I know. Sorry, Jeez. boys. Damn. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, let's get back. Let's finish up this Mandalorian shit and then get into Watchmen because that's, I'm a little more excited to talk about. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, man. We forgot, we forgot to say what Life Day was, Ross. So Life Day, it was basically something that was introduced in the holiday special. It's a Wookiee tradition that they did every three years, eventually became every year because of what happened to them when the empire took over. They started enslaving them and it became more important to gather with your species and try to go back to Kashyyyk. And eventually it came that a lot more species started taking on this day. Yeah. So I was going to say it's more widespread now. Way more widespread now, but it was a Wookiee tradition for a long time to just stay in touch with their history. And it, it took on way more meaning after the empire was defeated, yes. Yeah, and it was the blue guy who said that too. It was the blue idiot from the beginning, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course the fucking worst character would be the only one to reference this fucking Christmas special. Well, Nick Nolte, he said something about the Mythosaur or whatever. What was it? Mythosaur? Mythosaur. Yeah, but that's just from Mandalorian culture too. It In canon, that if you look it up right now, I bet in canon it says that this is the first mention of it. Yeah, what is the Mythosaur? What does it look like? It's like a dragon. Yeah. It's this massive beast that the Mandalorians used to hunt on Mandalore. Oh, they'd hunt, but they wouldn't ride it? No, they'd ride it. Would they hunt and ride it or just... I don't know about hunting, but they used to tame them. And in the Christmas special, specifically, Boba Fett is riding one. (laughs) When he saves Luke Luke Skywalker for some reason. (laughs) What the fuck? I do not remember that happening. There was an animated part in it. Dude. And that's where his gun is. The Mandalorian's rifle is from the Christmas special also. That style. It was the same thing that Boba Fett had in it. Oh, like the fork at the end? How it looks like a tuning fork? Yeah. Should we even talk about Boba Fett? I know people are going to ask. Like someone asked if this guy is a Fett and he's not. They actually, what's his name? Oh, Boba Fett's not even a Mandalorian. No. Yeah. He's not a Mandalorian, <laughs> dude. He's not a true Mandalorian. Yeah. Neither was Jango. Well, yeah, because Django... Oh, yeah, Django's... Dishonored. He's a phony. 
big fat bone. Yeah, straight fraud. But yeah, this guy's name is Din Djarin. Pedro Pascal's name? Yeah. Oh, shit. How did you find that out? He said that in an interview today. I did not see that. Oh, shit. Sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> no, that's fine. I don't think that that's just a big be- spoiler, right? His name's not... No. There's no one... It's it's not anywhere in any sort of canon or anything. He's just not... He's not a fet. For sure, not a fet. Yeah. One thing is, though, when he was walking to the guild hall, there were some people that were lining the walls that looked... Yeah, their armor looked lines. a lot like... When he was walking to the guild hall, there were some people that were lining the walls. Their armor looked a lot like Fett's armor. If there was one there that I thought was him, if you rewatch, there's a scene where he's walking up and in the co- in the doorway in the back, there's someone who walks by and it looks like Bubba Fett from Empire Strikes Back style. But we don't yeah. know yet. I think the show is going to for sure confirm if he's still alive or not in this canon. Yeah, because Bubba Fett, he could have died and then somebody just picked up his armor or some shit. Just after it digested for... <laughs> no, but he, he's confirmed he got out of the pit. But I'm saying he could have died of something else. No, they... It's it's not... Okay, it's not confirmed, but no. it's not denied either. It's... it's Yeah, it's in that gray area where we don't know. He's, he's not officially dead because they were going to make that movie at one point before they decided to do the TV show, The Mandalorian. Yeah. But they haven't said yet if that means he's alive or not. So in Legends, he is confirmed. Yeah, That's he, my he bad. crawls out of that. But... Yeah, in canon, it's neither confirmed nor denied. I bet he's alive. Yeah, I think he's alive too. Bro, he merged with the fucking Sarlacc pit. <laughs> you know you know what's going to be weird then too? If they do bring him back in the Legends, he eventually becomes a Mandalorian and he's given like the key to the homeworld. To Mandalore? Yeah. What the fuck? I don't think they do Damn, that I didn't now. know that part. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be this guy. What's his name? Could, wait, what was his name again? Kaji or Oh, fuck. Dude, I already forgot it. Oh, fuck. Me too, man. It was something like <laughs> Dinjarin or something. Hold on. Oh, Dinjarin. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Dinjarin. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dinjarin. Anything else on this? We got some fan questions. Uh, do you, We haven't done a rating in a while. Do you want to rate it? Sure. 68 out of 100. That's me. 60 out of 100. That's you? Oh, my God. Skating. Holy fuck. I'm sorry, Dude, man. That's your worst review ever. I was thinking the 80s. No. Yeah, me too. Wow. Zachary. Not for me. I, I see this show. It's gonna ha- I think it has a lot of potential. There was okay, it was a short Debbie Downer over here. There was a short it was a short episode and there was stuff that I didn't like in that short, you know. What I mean it's a short episode and there were chunks of it that I just didn't like. Yeah. I I guess I would just say that those chunks that you didn't like, which I also recognize they were definitely a step lower than a lot of the stuff. I just I didn't not like them as much as you did. The blue guy didn't bother me as as much as it seemed to bother you guys. I was just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to You seem like a con artist. 81. That's what I chalked it up to. Yeah. 81, damn. Yeah. Yeah, mine was going to be low. Now I can't do the same as yours, Ross. I'm going to say 82. Dude, come on. <laughs> I can't, you can't do the same. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Be my bro. <laughs> be my bro, bro. Get, get in here. <laughs> Gained on this 81 action. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, 69. <laughs> I read it 69. Hey, nice. <laughs> oh, references. Yeah. Before we get into fan questions, any other little shit that you caught, go for it. Yeah. This the skull above the guild hall was a mythosaur skull. Oh, it was. That yeah. That little, I don't know, it was like a little metal figurine kind of. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's what I did like about this is that 
it does seem that they're really going to try to build the Mandalorian lore. But I think the problem is for a lot of people who don't necessarily know all that, you didn't explain it that good. Good. It'd be a lot of information that just goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like how they're just building up the importance of the Biscari steel and the importance of the Mandalorian culture. And it seems like it's really going to be a huge factor going forward, which is cool because it seems like in one of the trailers, even it shows that the Mandalorian Din Djarin. Yeah, Din Djarin had another pauldron on. So it seems like it's going to be kind of about his journey of becoming a fully realized Mandalorian. Yeah, I agree. I just thought if you're going to do all these references, maybe build them up. Yeah, which I mean, they still have time to do. Oh, yeah, definitely. Only episode one. Yeah, for sure. That's what I just mean. It was it was there was good and bad in it for me. And I do think I see that it's going to have a lot of potential and we get seven more episodes to see how this story goes. And that hook was fucking yeah. good. I was very intrigued with that. Same. Okay. So K-Doug, he already said, he, the first one is, I'm sure you've gotten this already, whether it's Yoda's son. We already did talk about that, right? We're just saying, where do you guys think oh. that they go with this? Did we talk about that? Just how maybe... Big time. Well, even beyond if it has effects... Like, do you think basically what KW52 I think is asking is, do we think that this could have an effect in the rise of Skywalker, for example? Probably, probably not. I mean, I don't know. I would want to see the rest of the show, but are you asking for early predictions? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is your prediction right now? This seems it has to be a huge factor. This is a species that is very mystical, doesn't even have a name, but we know that they're incredibly strong force users. Yeah. I mean, man, that PG rating, I can't see them killing off of a kid like that. So definitely see him being a character moving forward. But oh, this might only rated PG. Bro, yes, it's PG. That was another thing that I didn't, didn't annoy me because they were advertising it for what I felt like a while that it was going to be PG-14. Oh, yeah. Natalie, was, she was like, oh, it sounds like it's for kids. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's probably why it's so goofy in some spots. Exactly, yeah. Which is why, I don't know. And maybe I was, I was thinking I was going in and I was expecting this super gritty... Yeah, like bounty hunter, yeah. savage style story. And then there was some goofiness to it. Maybe your expectations just did you a disservice. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, But it did show fucking stormtrooper helmets on spikes in the trailer. Showed some... Yeah. That's why it felt gritty. That's why you expected gritty. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of disappointing. Maybe it's just the first episode. The other ones will be rated differently. No way. They're not just going to do one episode PG and then the rest like a higher rating. They're going to do them all the same. Other episodes could have different content. But yeah, Disney's probably like you have to meet these standards so we can get PG to get into that bigger market. For Disney, yeah. their app. Yeah, yeah. It only makes sense. Yeah. Fucks. What a bunch of fucks. Rogue One was PG-13. Their app's not even good. Whoa. Oh, we can talk about the app if you want. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus. Kind of shitty. Wait, why are you trying to watch it on a fucking iPhone? Me? Yeah. What do you mean? I watched it on my PlayStation. Wait, why is the app bad? Oh, I'm just saying Disney Plus, the service. Oh, you don't I'm like saying it? Like application. No, it was, it was fucking empty, dude. It felt empty. Like the layout was good. For sure, the, the layout was dope. And it has some classics. But it has no original content. And there was so much stuff that was there. And you click on it, it just says, oh, it's not here. It's not actually here. This is just empty. It's just a placeholder. Seems like it just got rushed out. I was, that's how I felt. Because the first thing I did when I downloaded it, I was all excited and shit. I just went into every fuck, 
like Pixar, I looked at, I looked at Star Wars stuff and I looked at Marvel stuff. They didn't even have, they probably had less than 50% of all Marvel movies or maybe 50%. And then for Star Wars, there's, they had there's 16 out of 23 right now. Okay. 16 out of 23. Yeah. It seemed like way less than and that. They can't get the Spider-Man movies and they can't get Hulk because that's universal. Why? Spider-Man movies are Sony. Oh, shit. They didn't have Guardians on there, did they? Guardians is on there, yeah. Thor Ragnarok wasn't on. They don't have Thor Ragnarok and they don't have Infinity War. And I think one other because those are under a deal with Netflix till whenever. Uh, I think if you're a diehard Disney fan, then this is definitely for you. But for me personally, I'm going to probably cancel it as soon as The Mandalorian is done. I'll come back in a year when they start dropping those Marvel shows or another Star Wars show, something like that. Because I went through and I watched a bunch of those Pixar shorts and then everything else. I was like, I don't feel like really watching this. But Danielle, she's watched a bunch of shit on it already. Yeah, I saw she was watching Little Mermaid. That's sick. Oh, yeah, dude. It's a total <laughs> classic nostalgia fist. Yeah, for but the, like 90 kid, 90s kids. Dude, just on Snapchat, I've seen so many girls post, you know, stuff about Disney Plus. Yeah, 10 minutes. Their love for Disney Plus. 10 million downloads first day. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, that is. That's why they probably rushed it out because they knew they were still going to get those downloads. Yeah. Because they're Disney. I, I could see it. I don't think that right now Netflix really has anything to worry about, even some of these others, just because some of the others have a lot more new content coming, whereas these guys, they're not going to have content coming every day. Like Netflix, they get content every fucking week. It's hard to compete with. Yeah, they're monsters. We'll see, though, by the time Marvel shows start rolling in. Yeah, because I'm, I'm doing the same thing as you, though, Zach. Dude, they got a lot of content on here. What are you talking about, Ross? That's not really. They have Marvel through the years. They have old school Spider-Man. From the 80s, dude, that's badass. Calm down. Click on it. They only have two episodes for the 90s Marvel Spider-Man. For, for, the, the, 80s, for the 90s. Mar- for the 80s Marvel, they have... Dude, for the 80s Marvel, they have 26 episodes. They have the old school X-Men also. And yeah, old bad. school shit. Yeah, old school X-Men, old school Spider-Man. They have Spider-Woman. I might rewatch Gargoyles too. Dude, they got a lot of kind of cool shit. I love Gargoyles. the Silver Surfer, dude. Yeah. From the 90s. Holy shit. I was honestly, when I first saw the 90s Spider Man, I was so excited and I wanted to watch it really bad. And they only had two episodes and I was butthurt as fuck. No, the, what? Oh, Maybe yeah. they were still like trying to upload shit, dude. They have. Oh, they have what? more? Oh, they have like 20, 30, oh, 40, fuck. 50. Dude, they have a lot. Maybe since they had just released it, I don't know. Maybe there's something going on. Day, day one when I downloaded it, I couldn't even get on the app for a couple hours. Or I couldn't even access it for a couple hours. It kept kicking me off and it kept saying content not available and shit. They have, they have 65 episodes of... Oh, damn. Okay, so you might be right. <laughs> Ross, Ross's opinion changing. It's probably <laughs> just because it was the first day and they were overloaded and it was probably just a bunch of bullshit, you know? Yeah, better servers. I think that they have good for what they what lane they're trying to go for. I was just saying for me, yeah, like I'm there because I wanted to watch Mandalorian. I don't necessarily need to watch, rewatch a ton of shit from my childhood. You know what I mean? But I can... There's definitely yeah. that lane and I see why people like it. It got 10 million fucking subscribers. That's pretty crazy. But to keep... I think to keep getting new people to sign up and keep people intrigued, you'd probably need to get more new content, like new original content and build off of your franchises and IPs that you have, which I, they're probably going to do. I don't know what kind of budget they're putting into this, but I'm sure it's going to be like $2 billion over the next year or two. Wow, that's a lot of money. Billy. Nice. Yeah, that is a lot of money, Billy. But 
(laughs) (laughs) I still definitely want way more original content. It's pretty cheap. It's only $7. We'd have to look back and compare. I have no, I bet Netflix when they launched didn't have a ton of original content. Apple didn't have a ton of original content. I don't even, who knows? You know what I mean? Netflix might have though, because they had, they were doing the CD, the discs, DVDs, sending out to people before that. So I, and I remember they had original content when they were sending out the DVDs too. What? No, they started all that in like Daredevil was one of their first shows. What you talking about, Willis? What? Original content? Yeah, they did. On movies? Orange is the New Black? Those those were in the 2000s. That's when they started doing this. They were the first streaming service to start doing original shows and stuff. I'm saying when they were doing DVDs, sending them out to people. Talking about that? Oh. Oh, dude. I'm that, saying they had a name one. I'm pretty sure they had original movies. Name it. No, they Fuck. no, they did. I guarantee no. I don't think that they had that shit. Let me look it up. They they did. I'm gonna straight they guarantee did. it. I'm guaranteeing they started it. streaming. They didn't have shit until streaming. Zach Williamson guarantee they didn't have shit. You they launched <laughs> in like 2013 or whatever. Oh my god, he guarantees it. Hey, guarantee, let's baby. Make a bet right now. Okay. Come on, okay. come on, let's make a bet. Let's are you saying bets. a movie or a legit series that they send out a fucking I'm saying a movie? Not a series. Still, even still, dude, they I don't even make no motherfucking movie. I don't even. They make a movie till they started streaming, dude. That's for sure. I remember that batch when they had Daredevil and they had Orange is the News Black, and I was thinking, this is crazy, dude. Bro. A streaming service is making content like this. This is definitely what's going to be the next step. You know what I mean? And then everyone tried to jump on it a little late, but they had already blown up. I remember Amazon Prime then was the first one after. On Wikipedia, it says their first original was in two thousand nine. It was a movie called Splatter. A movie. Yeah, that's what I was saying, a movie. Okay, but I was still wrong, though, because I thought there was more than that. <laughs> when they started streaming... When did they start, When did they launch, like, go full-on with their streaming service that they were doing original oh, content? Because didn't they originally launch it as just, like, a service? They added content, like, original content a year after or whatever? It was 2013, pretty much, because that's oh, when House of Cards... 2013! Spot on. House of Cards. Did you even say it? I said 2013. 2013 original content. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck, Billy. You're so good. <laughs> I should have oh made God, a I'm bet. So <laughs> Shut the fuck. Okay, we're so off topic. Holy fuck, man. <laughs> we need to get back on, on topic. Jesus, how did this happen? Yeah, how did this, this happen? This always happens, fools. Okay, this this is a good one, too. This was from K Doug also. At K Doug 52. And considering he's talked more than anyone expected, what do you think would lead to him taking off the mask later in the story? Theories. It was perfect amount of talking for me. Did you expect him to not say a single word in 40 minutes? Yeah, I mean, you knew he was going to talk, right? Yeah. It's just Honestly, they were, I feel like he did talk more than I expected. I was like, oh shit, he talking, man. For me, it, well, yeah, just because they didn't show him talk at all, but he's a main character, obviously. He's going to talk a little bit. But he didn't even say a single word in the first... I mean, he said a couple words in the whole first opening scene. Yeah, you're not going to talk to that fool. He's hunting. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Wasn't the only thing he said was, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. Yeah, that was a badass first line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just talks when he needs to. Yeah. And, and taking off his mask. I don't know. I mean, this guy's got to smash at some point, right? <laughs> you think he wears that helmet? <laughs> Maybe he's yeah. like Leo DeCap and he just fucking smashes helmet on, dude. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> Bro, Leo smashes with a helmet on? What? 
No, but doesn't he smash with yeah. headphones on, listening to music and shit? He doesn't even look at not him. Not even there. Yeah, like he's not there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm a, he like starts so, it out, no eye contact. Okay? He smashes with like a VR headset on. <laughs> he's just playing <laughs> fucking video games. Okay, so one last thing. We had a response to our last pod from the Martin Scorsese part. And this was from Cabillo. And his comment was, Martin Scorsese had so many good things to say in his essay that were overlooked by people trying to fight on the issue whether or not Marvel movies are valid. His overall point had a lot to do with how evil Disney's practices are. And yeah, I mean, he did say a lot of good stuff in there. Like he said... Yeah, and how smaller filmmakers are losing a lot of money to Disney. He was just saying that basically. a movie, a theater, it's harder to get a you know, like an indie movie in the theater now. And I don't think... And he's blaming Marvel and franchises. And I think that's fair, but it's also, dude, you know, a lot of people don't want to spend 15 bucks to go watch the, a three and a half hour movie, which is his movie, The Irishman. That's the next one. There's that argument too. You know, movies are a lot more expensive now than they were back then. And maybe that's something that works better on a streaming platform now. And there's, it, 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 it's just so different now. Like we have streaming services and... Bro, are you serious though? Three and a half hours? That's extra content. That's his. That's how long his next movie is. I know. I'm saying you're paying the same amount of money for more footage. I'm saying that people don't want... Okay, there's two things with this. Some people don't have that attention span. And two, if you're a theater, you can't fill... You can't get as many movies in. You know what I mean? You can't get as many showings in. Yeah. I mean, it's releasing on Netflix in like, what, a couple of weeks? Yeah, it's going on Netflix because no one, no one was going to pick up a movie that costs $100 million to make. That's a huge risk for a movie that may you know i mean that's like whoa what i didn't know that's the reason holy shit a martin scorsese movie no one was gonna fucking show that it was it was a big risk in theaters 100 million his last movie did not do great in theaters silence was his last movie it was called silence and it was a three-hour movie and i watched it yeah but this one has robert de niro yeah this has a great cast it's called the big names but think about wow Okay, think about this. We just were talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That movie had a similar budget, $100 million almost. And that movie barely, yeah. after everything, after you put in marketing, who gets a cut, all that shit, it barely made its money back with $350 million, $400 million, whatever it's at now. And it didn't get released in China. And this movie was not going to get released in China. No one's going to see this shit there. So there's a lot of factors with it that why it would work better on a streaming service. Wow. Dude, that's kind of shitty though. Dude. Yeah. That's a shame. The only movies you you can see in theaters are, I don't know, dude, there's still the ambiance aspect of going to theaters. Yeah. Yeah, I like going to theaters. Exactly. And every filmmaker wants to see their movie in theater. Like, you don't, when you're making it originally, you're thinking in the theater, not for a streaming service necessarily, which is one of his points too. And I get all that. I was just saying that there's more factors than it's, oh, it's just these franchises' faults. Wow. I can't believe that, dude, that's astonishing that movie theaters wouldn't run a Martin Scorsese film. Mass, like the majority, that was going to be one of the issues with the studio trying to pick it up, that they were worried that it would not be able to be in theaters long enough to make its money back. Because it was a hundred, it's a hundred million dollar movie because of all the de-aging and shit that's going to happen in it. I can see why he's butthurt, dude. Holy cow. Yeah. From what I've heard about it too, it's fucking really good yeah it means got great reviews i'm sure it's gonna be good it's a gangster movie yeah. scorsese pacino gangster we'll see that i mean i fuck that's my two cents on it. i don't know what you guys think anything else i feel like we could 
I got everything out on that one. Yeah. And I don't think it's just Disney. Disney does have a lot of movies. Yeah. But there's other big studios too that are putting out franchises. Why doesn't anyone comment on the fucking Fast and Furious movies? Those are all garbage. (laughs) That movie, those movies make a billion dollars somehow. Let's let's talk about movies are actually. But the Fast and Furious movie is one franchise. Disney owns like 10 franchises. That's not even comparable. Okay, that's not what I mean. I'm just saying singling out actual garbage movies. <laughs> oh, you're saying you're saying quality series. Okay, you're comparing Marvel movies to Fast and Furious movies, not Disney to Fast and Furious. Okay, I get it. No, yeah, sorry. I am just saying you could single out a lot of franchises that are garbage. <laughs> it's probably going to be some people fucking furious at me about what? What'd you say? I said those are actual garbage movies. There's going to be some diehard. Yeah. That's gonna be the one they're like, well, that's it. Fuck these guys. One star review. They hated on the Fast and Furious movies. He wasn't just talking about Marvel, though. He was talking about franchises and people took it to heart that it was Marvel. My one critique was that it didn't sound like he had actually watched a movie, to, had watched enough yeah. Marvel movies. That was the only thing on the last pod I said. I'm not saying any of the other stuff well, he said is wrong. All he said was that he tried to watch one of them, right? One or two. We don't even know what that means exactly. We don't. I'm not getting into yeah, whatever Luke's opinion. <laughs> that might be different than what he means by trying to watch one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. I don't got anything else to say on that. Should we move on to Watchmen? Yeah. Let's do Done it. Done talking Disney. Let's talk. Yes, that good shit. Why am I defending baby boomers right now? <laughs> all right. So that's all we got on the Mandalorian and Disney Plus. If you're just for the Star Wars talk, thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Share this pod around with your friends and drop us a rating for the iTunes listeners. We'll be back with a new episode on Monday for the Mandalorian episode two. All right, Watchmen. I really enjoyed this episode. Again, there hasn't been a bad episode on the show. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I liked Lady True. Yeah. She's a whole nother dynamic in all this. She's kind of like the Ozymandias of this story, it feels like, with her being the technology. And she's probably behind a lot of what's happening that's happened so far this episode made tulsa the setting make a lot more sense to me yeah and for me it definitely we before i know we were thinking maybe it was vite who made those clones i definitely think that she's the one behind the clones and vite's trap yeah, has bro. to be yeah i think she exactly. her daughter is a clone her daughter that has to be a clone definitely I got, I got Do you, yeah the that. dream oh yeah okay you want to go for it because i was I might have just got really close to stealing your thunder, but I'm not no, sure. No, no, no. I was, well, was going to finish just the shit on, on Vite real quick. <laughs> okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so my, I think what happened to Vite is he must have, and this is kind of what happened when I was reading the PE files too. He probably sold his company and went underground because Lori, for one, when she got, this is in the PE files this week, is that she, when she got arrested, it seems like the way that she got out is that she was saying what really happened during the event with the squid attack, meaning, that she revealed to the FBI that Vite was the one who did it. Oh, yeah, because of how she got out. And then, is his name Night Owl? Oh, Dan Dryberg? Yeah, Dan Dryberg is still in prison because he wouldn't give up his colleagues. And then she got out by informing on them, right? I think that could be a theory that happened. And maybe Vite was starting to feel pressure because that would have happened in 95. He disappeared in 2008. Probably just rumblings started happening that this guy was behind it. So he agreed to sell his company or he was forced into this and she pressured him into doing it somehow, which I'm sure we'll find out. But it seemed like he was willing to do this at first. Like you said, he thought it was paradise and all that, right? Yeah, but it's actually prison. Yeah, 
And yeah, I think he definitely forced himself to be on that island. For yeah, sure. and he's out there. He either he was trying to make a new Doctor Manhattan, or he's trying to figure out immortality or whatever he agreed to with True. Which I have a three, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Oh, speaking on of Doctor Manhattan, does anyone else think that the male clone? Do you guys? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you guys think that the male clone looks like? John. Yeah, we it's John and his girlfriend. It definitely seems like what they've been modeled. We said that a few times. Yeah. Pods. Oh, we said yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. My yeah. bad. Yeah. His first girlfriend. Yeah. His first girlfriend. Yeah. Not his wife. I think it, I said it was his wife on a pod before. I don't think he ever got married. Yeah. Janie Slater. Yeah. They're yeah. definitely modeled after that. It's because it seems like he was trying to recreate some sort of event to make a Dr. Manhattan. That's what it's it's felt like so far. Maybe they're trying to find that missing ingredient or whatever. Remember, they were saying the clones can't feel something, right? Yeah. Well, okay. What the fuck is this thing about him fishing them from the lake? I'm, that is part that I really couldn't figure out. Like, why are they in the lake and why is he fishing them out with a crab cage? Yeah, I was confused about that too. How are they living under the lake even? Dude, it's some kind of fucking... You, some you guys type of snow globe kind of shit <laughs> going on here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just growing. Under, I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah. I don't... Anybody have any theories on that? I don't know. That scene was kind of funny to me, though. It's just <laughs> just picking them out. The one didn't have arms on, just threw them back in. I was like, holy shit, dude, this is fucked. But yeah, kind of fucking brutal. Yeah. Why did he kill all of his servants? Dude, he's just losing his he mind. Went, he snapped. Yeah, he's just going insane. Yeah. It's okay. been four years now. He had a rough night. <laughs> Probably also they're all flawed. He, it seems like he's trying to experiment on, on them to figure something out. Yeah. So... Is him launching them into the air? Is he trying to test what trajectory he needs to launch himself to escape this place or what? And he's trying to test test the suits to see if they can withstand the atmosphere? I don't know. He wasn't testing any suit there. He was just launching bodies. Cleaning oh, yeah. Up. yeah. And that one, it looked like, yeah, it could have been either trajectory or he was just cleaning up. But in the preview for the next episode, it showed him where... I, haven't wa- I didn't watch it. No, I stopped like looking ahead. Do you want me to not say it? I don't know. Because I, I stopped looking ahead because I feel like stuff's about to happen. These next couple ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just trying to go in clean blank slate. How many oh, episodes are there's there? There's nine total. Five left. Yeah, even Will saying that shit's about to go down in like three days, right? Two or three days. Yeah. I feel like he's definitely hooded justice now. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they were saying he was a cop in New York in the 40s and 50s. He definitely disappeared right when Hood Justice disappeared. He'd be old, though. That's the thing. He's pretty old. So whatever those pills are, I think the pills are passing on memories somehow. Because, okay. So here, can I, I'll just have to do my whole theory, dude, with Vite and all that shit. Because of the daughter? Okay. So I think at the beginning of the episode, Lady True knew exactly when. I'm just going to think that this is Vite. I think Vite crashed in that meteor. And she knew he was going to crash at that exact time. I'm not sure how she knows. Maybe... The machine has something to do with time travel. And that's why she bought that land at that exact point. And she said, I need this land right now. So she owns it, enough to worry about it. Whatever Vite was doing in this other world with these clones, he figured out the key to, con- to do this memory, to make them f- feel, to make someone feel the emotion of something. And I think that ties to his daughter because her, his daughter had that IV in. And she said, hey, you know, I feel like my feet hurt. And it was, it felt like that was tying back to her when she was wait, in whose daughter? Lady True. So Lady True's daughter, when she said that scene, hey, my feet hurt and all that, it, she had that IV in. So I think whatever they got from Vite with that technology or whatever he brought back, 
they're using on these things to pass on memories. Yeah. And Will wanted to pass on his memories to his granddaughter, maybe to make her feel like what he had to go through. And hold on, I got that makes sense. And damn, dude, honestly, I have like a fat theory on this, but I, I'm trying to figure out how to like form, formulate my thoughts. No, that makes sense though, because she, when she came out and started talking about the dream, it sounded like a memory of somebody in the Vietnam War. Yeah, and I had they're in this village and they're all getting captured. Yeah, and, and she said good when she said that it that her feet still hurt because she wants her to she whatever she's doing is working, and I think. It could be her memory. It maybe could be her mother's memory. And at first I thought, what if... Okay, this this was my my first thought. And I was tying to this maybe that she's trying to kill Dr. Manhattan is that she grew up in Vietnam. She was there before it became a state. So she was there during the war, her and her mother. And what if her mother... In the comics, there's a point where the comedian is approached by a woman who said that you got me pregnant. And she stabs him in the oh, face. Fuck. Oh, shit. He kills her. And this is a big point. It's a big development point for both the comedian and for Dr. Manhattan in this story because he looks at Dr. Manhattan who was standing right there and watched it happen and said, why didn't you stop this? You could have stopped this. And it's to show that he's detaching from humanity at this point. But what if... So this... I don't know if I believe this part. What if after the comedian leaves, he saves the daughter because he can fuck with Adams. He can make life like that if he really needed to and saved her or saved them both. And yeah. Lady True is the comedian's daughter, which would make her Lori's half-sister. Maybe that's why she wanted to meet her in person, because she knows this. Whoa. Yeah, but why wouldn't, the, why wouldn't Dr. Manhattan just save them in the first place? Because he didn't want the comedian to know? Maybe or? he was just... I don't know. That's why I don't know what this theory is. That Maybe he didn't... He just wanted to see what the comedian was going to do. But I think... In, but I don't know if I like this one either. And my other point to it was that it just feels like everything in the story is connected. All these characters are connected somehow to characters from the comics, right? So... I was trying to think like, what would her connection be to all this? But what if she also, the comedian is her dad, but it was another woman that he knocked up out there because he had to have been banging ton, like a ton of people out there when he was there and it had a similar situation. Yeah. And she grew up and she saw Dr. Manhattan and the comedian attacking this place and causing all this war. And that would be one reason why she'd want to maybe go and destroy Dr. Manhattan and the clock thing that she's building is some way to defeat him. Some yeah. weapon. Oh, dude, some kind of time machine to go back before he went into the... Oh, what what's the machine called? Intrinsic field generator. Yeah, intrinsic... Before he went into that and stop him and then kill yeah, him. Yeah, that could be one thing. But I also have another theory in <laughs> this one. This one, I think, relates more to what is happening with why she wants people to feel emotion and it ties into the 7th Cavalry and everything. No, the comedian was definitely out there banging. <laughs> in the Vietnam War, there were so many Vietnamese prostitutes that would have sex with American soldiers. Yeah. And I mean, probably Vietnamese soldiers too. Here's what I was thinking. So her and Will are, are definitely in agreement and they're definitely about to do something really fucked up. And I think that they may even have planted the 7th Cavalry as a distraction for whatever they're doing with the clock, right? Then that makes sense. And that's why she likes to read the papers because she likes reading all this distraction because it keeps her, it keeps everyone off of what she's really doing back there. They're trying to make us forget about the bomb too. Like I haven't been thinking about the bomb that they've been making with the lithium batteries. Totally or forgot about that. It makes sense with their like TikTok, TikTok thing. And then she's building a fucking clock. A massive clock. Yeah, yeah. And maybe she had Judd in on this as sort of a mole knowing that he has a seven knowing that he had a kkk tie in his family it would be it'd be believable for him to be a mole in the seventh cavalry right yeah yeah, Jed. yeah. 
I also definitely think the senator is connected with Judd in the seventh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think that maybe True is manipulating all of that. All that. Yeah. Maybe they don't even they don't even know that she's manipulating. And then Keen got in on it because Keen had a tie back in his family to the KKK, and maybe Judd brought him in. And then he thought it would work too to do the whole mass switch to gain popularity in America and become president. Like that's obviously that guy's ultimate goal is to become president. Yeah. Yeah. That dude is sus as hell. Yeah. Even just that scene between um, Lady Knight and him when she enters the precinct. Uh, oh, Sister Knight. Yeah. You just get, yeah. Sister Knight. Isn't her name Angela? Yeah. yeah. Dude, he's fucking He's sus. up to something for sure. And oh, you know what I forgot about too? There was a line in the in the show where Lady True says that her mom told her never to leave. So she couldn't have been the pregnant one. Well, unless he brought her back somehow. But I don't think that's what the case is with that. What I do think that what they're trying to do with that tower, I think it's going to be some sort of bomb. Remember where they were talking about that whole thing with the whole nuclear, it'd be short of a nuclear reaction. They said like you could take anything short of that. What if they're trying to do some sort of like racist bomb? I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Racist dude, bomb? Dude, okay. Hear me out real quick. So <laughs> her daughter is feeling how she felt or how her own mother felt in that time, right? Back when she was in Vietnam. Will wanted his granddaughter to take those pills maybe to try to understand what he went through and why he would try to do this, this bomb. And this bomb is going to shoot off and maybe even the 7th Cavalry are a test because obviously they're really racist people. And this bomb goes off and it's, it, it goes off and maybe if you can't take it because you're extremely racist, you just die and you just get overwhelmed with feeling. <laughs> Let me explain a little more. You just get overwhelmed with feeling how these people had to these people felt. And so it kind of cleanses cleanse the planet or this America or Tulsa or wherever it, you know, whatever the range is. Clearly the big problem right now in America is this whole racial war in, in this storyline. So this is kind of her yeah. way to unite everyone is to make everyone understand what the people who have the black people, the Asians, all the ethnicities to understand what they have been through. And it's some sort of bomb that just launches into your brain and overwhelms you and oh so it's not like one big bomb it would be something that would scatter out no it'd be a fucking bomb right at that clock and it just covers everywhere i don't know how far it goes but it covers (laughs) a vicinity and that's another point too is tulsa is in a pretty central location in america yeah so it's equipped to reach pretty much everywhere in america and that parallels what Ozymandias did in the comic that he was trying to unite everyone, even if it meant killing a certain amount of people to unite everyone. Damn. And that ties back to the Black Freighter too. Okay. What was your Black Freighter connection? Oh, because just how the Black Freighter is about a story about somebody that uses, I don't know, immoral means to achieve a greater good. Yeah. Or it could just be a bomb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just a bomb to wipe out all the racists. I don't know. But I, I think it's yeah. going to be something that tries to make people understand at first. And if they can't handle it, then it kills them. It overwhelms them. I just don't see how a bomb would target people emotionally. Well, that's what whatever Vite figures out, I think, is going to tie back into it. Whatever she was doing with her daughter. Yeah. Something to do with those pills. Something to do with... I just don't get I think the that. pills and I think the IV drip that she had are connected. They're the same thing. Yeah. No, I think I agree on that. I just don't get how the bomb would... Yeah. I don't know. Bro, I don't fucking know. Who knows how they dropped a fucking <laughs> massive squid on America at one point. This is a whole nother world. Yeah, true. 
Yeah, and I could be way off with this shit, dude, but I think she's building some sort of weapon. She's not trying to build the eighth wonder of the world or whatever the fuck she said or the first. No yeah. shit. No fucking shit. First wonder of the new world. Yeah. yeah, she's definitely scheming for sure. And and I don't know. I The thing is, I don't know how Dr. Manhattan connects. If that's the case, I don't know how he connects. Besides that, someone's trying to make another Dr. Manhattan, which we know the Russians are clearly trying to do that. So I don't know when it's going to connect for him to come back into the story, but I think it has to be that I don't you feel like they're doing that so late. We're only an episode. What do you mean? Doing what so late? Trying to make a new Dr. Manhattan so late. Oh, you mean after he was already. Yeah. And like all the Cold War already happened and all that bullshit. Yeah. It's like 50 years past. Yeah. While he was there, if they tried to make it, he would just destroy them. He's not here right now, though. They could do it in secret. But even that, he left, what, like 30 years ago, 40 years ago? Yeah, in that too. The world was at peace. False peace. The world's still at peace right now. America's the only one in fucking turmoil, it seems like. As far as we know, we don't know the whole rest of the world. There could be inner like inner turmoil, you know, inside of countries. Yeah. The night you know, there was, there was fucking, uh, the world was at peace for 30 years before that. Right. It's a valid point. It could just be more people are realizing now that something was something's up. There was no internet and stuff. You know, inter- information wasn't spreading as quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, dude, I think that Vite is in that statue Han Solo carbon freezing style. <laughs> you think he's inside of it? Just because of the way, just the way she said it, man. She said, well, he is old. So that means to me that yeah. means that he's still alive in some aspect, but it wouldn't. I don't know. It'd just be kind of funny if that was fucking him. Well, he is alive. I mean, he might be. This is this Unless, is in the future, and yeah. we're seeing Vite in what year now? That last scene was 2015, 16, 2016. Was four years. How can wait? How did you confirm? She that? said that it's been four years. Oh, since he's been put on the island. Yeah, bro. Didn't she? <laughs> that's why he killed yeah. all his fucking. No. I know, but when that, he was fucking, when they were launching all those bodies off, he's like, it's been four years. No, I, no, this. I remember that. I'm just saying that doesn't prove the start date of when he got there. What? He went missing in 2012. You talking about? I know. He went missing in, he went missing in 2012. Missing in 10, He went missing in 2012 and she bought his company right <laughs> after. There was definitely some sort of agreement. I know. Right but that. I'm saying he could have been somewhere else in between when he went missing and when he arrived at the island. He hadn't been seen in public since 2008, was officially missing 2012. I think that, and then Lady True bought his company right after he went missing. So I think, yeah, he's been there since 2012. All right, but not confirmed though. Pretty much confirmed. Pretty close to confirmed. He could have been somewhere in between those times though. That's all I'm saying. All right, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna argue over <laughs> yeah, Sure, he could have been at Starbucks getting a coffee, dude. Sure. Okay. What'd you guys think about Lube Man? Oh, oh, dude, I, fuck. That's got to be Petey, right? Yeah, that's Petey. Pulling a reverse Pennywise sliding in. <laughs> dude, that was sick. <laughs> oh, that was fucking badass. No, that shit was goofy as fuck. He looked <laughs> like a fucking, he's about to go in some weird porn. Slippery, a little slippery eel. His lips busting out his fucking suit. Jesus. <laughs> that dude didn't even get enough lube on his ass. That probably had to hurt sliding in. Oh, yeah. Slippery boy. That's definitely Petey, though. And I, that's who I it think It makes it the is. most sense. I'm, it feels almost too obvious if it's him, but it makes the most sense just because he's obsessed with superheroes and we haven't seen this character yet. Yeah. 
But I mean, they introduced new characters in this episode, Lady True. Yeah. Also, just his body type and everything. It looks exactly like Yeah, he's like the only him. like crazy skinny fuck we've seen. And yeah. when he walked in the office after, his demeanor just seemed like he was a little scared of Sister Knight. Yeah. His personality through his body movements is similar from PD to Lube Man. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. So one thing that we did pick up that I think ties back to the Hooded Justice theory too is that his last name is Reeves, which was the same last name as Base Reeves or whatever, the bounty hunter from that movie that he was watching at the very beginning. Oh, shit. No way. Yeah. So he was inspired. Yeah. That whole beginning was interesting too. Just them making fun of Superman's origin. They were named Clark, the Clarks, Meteor Crash. Yeah. And that one, there was another black... They're, and they couldn't have a they baby. They didn't have a baby. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that book she was reading, Fog Dancing, was written by Max Shea, who he's the one who wrote all the tales of the Black Freighter stories. So that was a little, another Watchmen tie in there. Yeah. Didn't it, didn't they all go missing too? I don't know the story of Fog Dancing. No, no, no. I'm saying the pe- the person that wrote that. Didn't Ozymandias yeah, he did. capture all those, a bunch of writers? Oh, yeah. Artists he made them, shit. he made them help because he told me he was making a movie down in Antarctica. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For this. <laughs> yeah. Thing. And then killed them all so they didn't have any witnesses. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That guy's fucking crazy. So where do you guys think he is? Do you guys think he's on the moon or Mars? Or is he, maybe he's in Antarctica somehow? What if he's there? Because that would make sense if the body was frozen. But it definitely seems he's got to be off world. Yeah. Or he's on just some random deserted island somewhere. Even though the climate does seem like maybe he's in Scotland or some shit. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm pretty in on that theory that he's in some biodome. Yeah. He's in so yeah. Maybe Doctor Manhattan's just made a little biodome for him. To I don't think Doctor Manhattan has anything to do with his situation right now. Besides that, he's obsessed <laughs> with Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, and the clones look like fucking Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, too. I don't, I don't see Doctor Manhattan until right at the end with his storyline with Vite's storyline with whatever that's going to be. Like when Doctor Manhattan crashes down that castle, I don't see him being involved at all. Maybe until then, but we don't know when that is in the timeline right now. I guess that's a couple of days yeah. ago, but whatever. We didn't talk about the PD files yet either. Let's see. So this was an interesting reveal. Dan Dryberg. So he owned a company called Merlin Corps that sold owl ships and other technology to law enforcement. So that's how they got it. You were right, Luke. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, he built the fat dildo as a fuck you to Lori. <laughs> what? Yeah, there was a prototype in the PD files and it showed all the pieces and shit on it. What the wow. fuck? Yeah, because he didn't think that she was over her ex and because they had been together for a wow. while. There's something else in the in the file about it. But yeah. Well, shit, clearly not. <laughs> yeah, clearly. If she's using that. Dude, if, if fucking, if Dryberg made it, dude, it's probably got super vibrating power. Yeah, yeah it says prototype on the fucking file dude she's he was throwing mad shade at her too because on the inside it says uh silk specter takes dr manhattan like from his old girlfriend yeah yeah dude <laughs> Throw a little bit of shade at her. but that was funny so it just i don't know if she carries it around maybe to remember dan also maybe did she i mean she didn't use that thing she went and fucked pd she was about to she used that shit as a weapon maybe yeah <laughs> probably no, remember she looked at the box and then the senator knocked on the door and she was all annoyed. Yeah, but she went and fucked PD. Instead, that was a different though. scene. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. oh that was different a different scene. scene. Okay. 
we hadn't seen it at that point, but that's just when she opened the briefcase. And then later, that's when she opened the briefcase and we saw the, you know, the blue thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me think. I'm looking back over my notes, see if there's anything. Any fan questions on it? Yeah. Any fan cues? Dude, no, actually, we ended up covering pretty much. Nice. Uh, so we got some shout outs. Dude, it is a really good show. Yeah, dude. I think this is one of the best. For me this year, I think this is my favorite show just so far. Yeah. There hasn't been a bad episode, you know what I mean? In the world building and the character development and them just adding elements. And it's we still really don't know what the fuck is happening yet, even now, four episodes in. This is still all just fears. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they brought up more questions than they answered yeah, this they, episode. They keep yeah. answering a few yeah, questions definitely. and then they just bring even more actual big questions. Yeah. I like that. It feels like the graphic mm-hmm. novel because that's how it was for the whole story pretty much. Yeah. Fuck. Shit's been better than Game of Thrones, that's for sure. <laughs> 100%. I know. We pretty much called everything that happened in Game of Thrones. Yeah. We predicted it. This one, there's no True. predicting. Yeah. The problem with Game of Thrones, man, is when they announced way back, had to have been a year and a half at this point, that the Battle of the Battle of Winterfell was me episode three. I was just like, what the fuck are they going to do for the rest of that show? You know? So you just knew that they were going to win there. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we predicted the min, like the main stuff, like that they would win, but we didn't predict. Not you. You fucking that, like, thought brand. that they were going to float off to some island and have to regroup. <laughs> All of I mean, Daenerys' okay. downfall we predicted yeah, before, before her entire fucking, we like, her entire fall. We did say that, we they didn't once, plant the seeds on that. Yeah. We didn't predict fucking Bran being king, though. That was bullshit. <laughs> no one predicted that dumbass shit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I did not know how the fuck that shit... Oh, dude, don't even remind me. All right, so we had some shout-outs this week. want to give a shout-out to Kurt, Kurt Creelman, Susie K. Pongo, Marcos at Arcade Androids, and Sawyer Hicks. Thank you for all showing us love on Twitter. Constant with the retweets, favorites, shout-outs. All appreciated. Uh, make sure to leave us a review on yeah. Apple or a rating. Rating, just at least a rating, you know? <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah, awesome. That'd be super helpful. Thanks for everyone who left that, too. And if, if you decide to drop a review, put in your Twitter handle for a proper shout-out, because I know that the Apple handles don't always match. Shout-out our producer, Julian Gallegos, J5 Music. If you aren't already, follow us on Twitter, at NotAMoviePod and at CultureCrave. We have a YouTube, too. Please subscribe to us under CultureCrave. If you have any theories or questions or comments, tweet at us or DM it in. We'll read it out on the pod and we'll talk about it. Or comment on a YouTube video, yeah, too. Yeah, all that stuff helps, man. That shit. Yeah. So next episode we'll do for our podcast, we're going to review Mandalorian Episode 2, which drops Friday. We'll have that out Monday morning is what I'm shooting for. After that, our next pod will be Watchmen, then Mandalorian again. So we're pretty much going to be Watchmen Mandalorian for a bit. I'm Zach Williamson at Zach underscore Williamson. The boys Luke at Luke underscore Goosens and at Rock Ross Cutsforth. That's hey. it. <laughs> Later. We out of here. Hey. We out. Okay. Peace. <laughs>